Hello, Matt. How are you this evening? Yeah, very good. Getting nice and ready for another famous Borough Cup victory, Matt. What about you? <laughs> um, I am uh, just uh, slipping my way through the week. I am not very organised tonight, so uh, I'm usually uh, pretty unorganised at the best of times, but tonight might even be worse, so I'm sorry to anyone who's listening. This, this, I'll do my best. So um, That's probably my fault, mate, rushing you to a, to a kick-off time. No, I, I really uh, actually, uh, I, I just, I, I kind of ummed an art around these picks this week, and I and I really, st- I'm, I'm even talking to you now, still thinking which one. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm t- there's two particular that I'm really wrestling between, and I'm really, I still can't make my mind up. So yeah, it's um, just a bit of bad planning and just and just a busy day, you know. But um, yeah. Um, so uh, let's. Uh, I know that you've also, as you say, going to get to a football match and watch Borough defeat United, which I'd love to see myself personally. You know, um, uh, but uh, and so I wish you all the best for that. Um, so let's um, let's crack on this week. Um, let's talk about the Honda Classic first of all. Uh, yeah. Um, wow, is all I can say. Uh, I. I um, uh, I, Seb Strack is someone that I I kind of always think this guy's he's he does well and and I've I've put him in a couple of fantasy teams from time to time but I didn't see that coming that was pretty impressive wasn't it It wasn't bad was it Seb Strack is kind of a a bit of a notorious first round leader pick for me uh, yeah. when I'm having a darts on a Thursday but I mean I wouldn't have had him to pick, win many tournaments especially not the not the Honda Classic he kind of turned into I don't know, like just peak Tita Green, just hitting everything. And then that finish on Sunday threw a really tricky spell of holes um, before his little positive twist of fate, of course, um, when it absolutely lobbed it down an 18. But it was impressive, wasn't it? Um, really he, impressive. Yeah. Four under on Sunday in, in the company that he was. Obviously, it got a big bit of help from, from Daniel Berger because he was pretty much on the winning score for a lot of the day before he imploded. But yeah, you can't fail to be impressed by Seb Stracker, but... I mean, you do kind of wonder whether it's just it's that flash in the pan, right? Everything fell right for the guy, and he's and he's gone in well at triple figure odds. But yeah, be interested to see how he does from here, and whether it's a an upturning form or, like you say, just a bit of a yeah lightning strike. Yeah, I I, I noticed him. I, I, I you know you wish sometimes these fantasy um, teams you you're trying to look for a bit of value, and and he always is quite a low price player, but he makes a lot of cuts. The guy's a good player. I don't think this was an out and out fluke in the way that um, you know he was rough and uh, and just sort of um, nailed a win by luck. I think um, obviously luck has a bit to do with it, but. I think this guy's a good player, and and uh, he hits it a mile, doesn't he? Yeah, um, I think his Sunday round told a story. As I usually do, I have a quick look back through the stats and stuff, and he, he put it really well all week. So his week was propped up by the putter, but on Sunday he actually lost strokes and was just hitting the ball really, really well. And yeah, yeah. like you say, if you if you're as long as he and then you keep it in play at Honda, it's it's a huge part of the task. What a tough golf course this, that Honda is, eh? I mean, for my, I can't. It it seems that some courses just, I mean, they're the they're the same as okay. Every course is different. I get that, but uh, there seems to be some courses, and Honda's one of them, which just seem exponentially harder than everything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it certainly is. And the wind didn't really blow either this week, and yet you've still got one player in double figures under par. Um, is a part of it mental? 
I think what I like about the Honda, and you know I'm a fan of a proper test of golf, I'd absolutely mm. love to see. I don't want to see that every week, but I think the balance could be better between the birdie fests and the tougher courses, mm. um, definitely. But what I like about it is that you've got to hit proper golf shots and you can't, there's just places that you can't miss where yeah. it's going to cost you shots regardless, where most courses, if it's anywhere around the green, you've got a reasonable chance of getting up and down where there are some places at Honda, obviously the water's a threat too. That's going to count uh, 200 balls in the water this week or whatever it was. It's going to be a threat as well. But we saw on Daniel Berger's aberration on, on four, was it the par five, that even on the holes without water, there is significant threat there where you can drop shots quickly. Um, and we saw that on 18. I really like 18 at Honda. Um, yeah. it, it, it requires a proper golf shot if you go in for it in two, especially where they put the Sunday pin. But even all week, the way that hole's set up actually rewards excellent shots. And if there's one that's not quite up to par, it gets punished more often than not. I also think the green complexes themselves are very tough on that PGA National course. I noticed... Because I was following around, you know, quite keenly watching Gary Woodland, you know, and I was watching your man Chris Kirk, and this happened to him a few times too. Just one yard landing area, the wrong spot, and it's trouble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 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 it it's the, it, it's literally like the, for the want of a, of a, of one more bounce, um, that would go from being spectacular to, um, near enough to disastrous, and so those. Obviously, those green complexes at PGA National are, you know, very, very fast and very, you know, as you said about not be there's places you can't hit it off the tee because you're going to be in trouble. There's also, if you don't land it, you know, with somewhere within the right area on the, at PGA National, you're in all sorts of bother. And um, I tell you, I was very, felt very sorry for your man, Chris Kirk, as well. I mean, so just... <sighs> I, I'm a, I, I must. I'm, uh, hey, well done to both of us. We both picked a place together, so that was good. We both did okay. But um, your man Chris Kirk, how many edges did that guy burn on his putter? I mean, how many holes did that guy just glance by? I could not believe he was unlucky yeah, on with his putter. A, very unlucky. It was a very rough watch over the weekend. Um, I'll tell you that much. I really, really found it hard watching his round because it did feel like he was either missing a shorty. Or literally brushing the edge, like you say, with a with a fifteen foot, a twenty foot. Yeah, and that um, happened about. I must have seen that happen at least half a dozen times on the a Saturday and Sunday. More, probably ten times. I saw him get very, very close. Yeah, uh, and and um, points yeah. when he was like, even though, even though he wasn't playing well after the burger implosion, he was like two off the lead. I was like, he's still got a chance there. He's very much in with a with a call. And then, I mean, it, it never really got going. But after looking at the stats, unfortunately, I can't really bemoan a poor putter because actually he holds pretty much on Friday. So it evens up, doesn't it? You have hot ones and not ones, if you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still a good finish, isn't it? But I mean, you'll probably remember, I think Chris Kirk is my most placed golfer ever without yeah. winning for me. Um, when yeah. I put him up, he's placed an awful lot of times and you can't really complain, can you? Yes, you would be more on the win, but ultimately he didn't play well enough to win. I don't think anyone can um, argue that he hit a couple of horrendous shots on one on 15 was abysmal where he put it in the water by about 20 yards. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is, a place and we move on, don't we? But it's, I like Chris Kirk. He's got such an even skill set that he does yeah. well, especially at tougher tests. Um, yeah. I don't think he's a terrible bet this week, but once bitten, twice shy. I'm not that keen on going to straight in again on him. 
Yeah, he, he's a very good golfer, uh, and um, he, he's he's yeah he's quality and he's always good value. Um, the market I think under underrates him a little bit, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, um, but Sepp Stracker did deserve to win. He played the best on Sunday, best of everyone. Uh, I'll just run through the results. Sepp Stracker won it on ten under uh, on the, for the tournament. Uh, the winner of the Honda Classic four under for the Sunday, and that was quite an amazing round considering that everyone else was falling by the wayside. The next guy with a good round was obviously Shane Lowry, who, who I thought was going to win there for quite some time, and um, just. Just stuttered. He drove poorly on the 18th. Um, if he didn't drive poorly on the 18th, it would have been uh, maybe a different story. And he would have been, I think, in a playoff situation with Strecker. But uh, he did play well and just sort of stumbled at the final hurdle. Uh, finished nine under for the tournament, three under for the final day. Kurt Katayama, I haven't seen him for a while. Um, he finished uh, well, p- finishing third, uh, eight under um, and two under for the day. Um, Daniel Berger, you'd be sick if you were on Berger, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it, to be honest. I was (laughs) quite vexed about Daniel Berger calling a rules official on Kirk once he'd already decided himself that he hadn't knocked anything off. Um, (laughs) So I was quite happy to see him fail. However, I just didn't see it coming. It shows what a a bad double does to someone, I guess, because it was on a par five, wasn't it? And he he made that double and then just... He could, yeah. just couldn't do anything for the next three or four holes. He was really on a downward spiral. But it, surprising, because he was striping it before that. Yeah, and he was striping it. And then, even when he was, as you say, uh, a little bit of, bit of a bad run of holes, and then he just sort of managed to hang on in there with a couple of, um, with a chipping off the bunker and then another a chipping off the, off the side of the green. So he, he really... He hung in there tough. Uh, Berger's a fighter, but that was just a bad round. And, uh, and he finished uh, fourth on seven under, four over for the final day. My man, Gary Woodland, um, three under for the final round and four under for the tournament. And it, Jesus, he was... He was right next to the hole for a birdie for the uh, for for the for the eighteenth hole. He would have finished um, uh, on five under, but um, but Mister must have been a three footer, uh, which was a bit galling to see. But it actually didn't make any difference. He would have placed for me anyway. So he placed at fifty to one for me. I'm, I was happy to see Gary Woodland do that because I, as I said to you in the last week on the podcast, I had a little voice in the back of my head just saying. He he'll be he'll be okay here, and he and if anyone's going to step up in this tournament, um, it could be Gary Woodland. So, because he's had a good history, and so I was happy to see my working uh, on the board, so to speak, actually come to life. So that that was good. I was happy to see that, um, and I think that's points to perhaps some a bit of a hopefully I think a bit of an upward trend for Gary Woodland. Um, Alex Noren, he's he's been really impressive lately, uh, and he finished four under for the final day, two under for the t- um, yeah, two under for the tournament. Uh, no, what am I talking? About? Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, I'm just just mis- mis- missing, uh, misreading things. Um, and then um, uh, yeah, Matthias Schwab uh, three under for the final day, two under for the final round. Chris Kirk for three under. Uh, and three over for the final round. So, as you say, a little bit of a disappointing day for Kirk, but um, still finishes in the place for you, so well called. And uh, and then my, one of my other guys who finished just outside the place, and one I tipped up to Keith Mitchell, and he finished ninth, two under for the final day, two under for the final round, uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the tournament. And uh, Brian Stewart, um, uh, Ha, um, John Ha, and... Uh, uh, Lee Hodges, uh, who I I like this kid Lee Hodges. I think he's got a bit of something about him. I'm going to talk to him about him later. Uh, and then Ryder 
Um, Spenson, who I was that he's, he was quite impressive, a bit of a poor final day, but he's worth looking having a watch. And then uh, Hubbard and Cameron Young uh, finished finally uh, on um, uh, on uh, on uh, tied sixteenth. So um, yeah, so that was a wrap up of uh, the Honda Classic. Um, Seb Strager gets his maiden. PGA Tour win, which is really nice to see and you can't say he didn't deserve it, he played the best on the Sunday so let's move forward to to this week, um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, at Bay Hill um, another tough test of golf another uh, another grind uh, in terms of um, it's long, like PGA National it's got tons of water, like PGA National it's quite narrow and it's got, and apparently the rough is, is up here as well. So it's um, this is if PGA National was tough, uh, and if the wind gets up here, it could be just as tough, if not tougher, at Bay Hill. Uh, our defending champion um, Bryson DeChambeau pulled out this week. He cites an injury that he's obviously he's had a few um, problems with this um, injury. I think it's in, the, in his hand, and he's um, still not quite right, uh, and so he's decided to pull the pin on the tournament, which affected the market a little bit. Um, the, the field's interesting. I'm going to be interested to see what you think of this field, Matt, because you've got John Rahm, world number one here, and Roy McIlroy. Uh, then you've got players like Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, and then it sort of drops away pretty quick after that. What, what do you think of the field and, the, and, and of the tournaments um, leading up to this, Matt? Yeah, I like it. It's a much better field than it was last year. I think because it's shuffled in the calendar, hasn't it? Because it was in between, um, it was in between. It was just before Congaree and the the WGC, wasn't it? So a lot yeah. of people um, didn't play it last year. I like it. Um, I'm going to say extremely tongue in cheek. Non winner John Rahm leading the market at um, fifteen to two. Um, yeah. I want no part of that. Um, no. Obviously, I jest. He's probably the best player in the world. However. Yeah. On recent form, he's turned out quite a lot at the start of this season, and he's yet to win. So, I'm not altogether convinced with John Rahm at those not even close to double figure prices. No. Are we? No. Um, there's a lot of nice course form around Bay Hill, right? The players who play well here, it's kind of the same as here, as Pebble, as as Riviera. There's a lot of places at this point in the year where people are just good at this sort of golf. Often there's players who play really well in Florida and that carries through this bit of a swing. Um, so, I mean, you've got Rory, look at his course form. You've got Matt Fitz, uh, Casey, um, all sorts of other... Uh, Cracks got ridiculous form at this, mm. at this track as well. And mm. it's, it's an interesting course because it's pretty long, but it's long in the sense that we're going to hopefully see players need to hit some really good mid to long irons, which I can't think of many shots that I prefer to see on a golf course than a really well-hit long iron. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because that demands a, a really good ball striker, which is absolutely where I'm uh, why I'm going with my picks this week. Um, and I think it's not a coincidence that the, the names that I'm going to call out are players with course form here have excellent figures for long irons, particularly the par threes here. So all four par threes are between like 199 and 236. So there, there's a certain sort of shot that's going to be required far more often than most. I think this is the course on the PGA Tour that requires the most approaches um, yeah. on 200 yards, which is really interesting, right, for both par threes. Um, and then also some of those par fives, because some of them are very gettable. I mean, a lot of those par fives are gettable, although there is threat of the water and um, I'm sure you've seen the pictures on Twitter of the, the really thick roof they've grown up this week. Yeah, but yeah. if you get yourself in place off the tee, you maybe don't need to be as long here off the tee. As long as you keep it in play and you can hit those long irons, then 
you won't be far away. Um, greens and regulation is always going to be key here. But um, and then it's a kind of a it's a weird putting course. And I've actually I've got hope this week, Craig, with my non putters actually putting much better on Florida Bermuda. So I'll talk to you a little bit more about that um, in a while. Um, around. Um, the international approach. So an awful lot of internationals seem to perform well here um, over the Americans, which is not um, the status quo exactly on the PGA, is it? So it's always nice to to dive, invest in in some different golfers, um, or perhaps in my case, not so different, but it seems to be a trend internationals over Americans. Yeah, it, it, it is very much a horses for courses course. And I agree with you what you said about your favourite shot being a long iron in. I, that's mine too. I love that. I, I, I love to watch a player who can, who, who, you know, he can hit it, you know, 190, 200 and something yards with a, with a low, like a four iron sort of thing, a, a really sort of like a raking, uh, a, you know, long iron into a into a hole, whether it's a long par three or a, or a, or, a, or a very long approach, often over water here. Um, and I, I think that, that's great to see. It requires balls and and skill and uh and and when it, and when it comes off it's it's very very impressive so this Palmer invitational um the course specs on this course is it's seven thousand four hundred and sixty six yards so it's one of the longer um courses on the pga tour it's a par 72 with three uh four par threes ten par fours and four par fives as you alluded to matt um the the far, the par five scoring i think is going to be critical here uh in terms of whether you win or not. Um, the Bermuda Greens, as you pointed out, the architect is Dick Wilson with a reservation in 2009 from Arnold Palmer himself. Uh, the historic cut line is, is, is generally about two to four over. So that just shows you that I think um, we, last week the cut, at, at the Honda Classic, the cut line was two over. It looks, you know, it looks like it's going to be fairly similar again. So, um, yeah, once again, don't be too discouraged if you if your golfer starts on Thursday and finishes his round maybe two or three over because that's probably around about where the cut line's going to be. So, if he gets on his bike on the Friday, he can still make the cut and, and make uh, and make hay. So, it, it's it, yeah, this is be under no illusions. This is a tough course that suits a certain kind of player, uh, and uh, you know, I think. You've got yours sorted out. I'm. I've got three of my four sorted out. So I'm going to give the floor to you, Matt. Absolutely fine. Um, yeah, the first will surprise absolutely no one. My favourite bet of the week is Will Zalatoris. Um, you're probably bored of hearing me say his name, but no, honestly, no not at all, I, mate. You crack away. I could not believe he was thirty to one. Um, I think I know recency bias is strong in golf, right? But Scotty Scheffler is almost half the price of Will Zalatoris. That is just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Scheffler's an equally an amazing player, but I don't think he's twice the player. I think that win at Phoenix um, is counting for an awful lot more than than a second at Torrey Pines, despite Torrey being a much more similar golf course. Um, so, yes, yeah, Zalatoris, he's just got ball-striking figures for days. And as long as he's 30-1, to 1, I'll probably keep backing him at tough tracks in the hope that he will go in for me. Um, if you look at the last three months of figures, um, Will Zalatoris is number one in approach play and number one in tee to green. I mean, there's not much more to say about it. He's, he's ninth in, in greens in regulation. Um, his recent form's all right. He came sixth and second. He had a 26th in there. Um, but actually, his first appearance at this course was last year, and he came 10th. Um, which not many people do at this course. You don't get many debutants performing that well. And I think it just speaks to his his elite nature. And I'll be very surprised if he's 
um, this price when we come back here next year. Um, I really like him for it. What what I like more than just his ball striking figures is that Will Zalatoris doesn't gain strokes with his putter very often. However, the three times that he has um, have all been on Bermuda um, in the last um, however many starts he's had, um, including the ninth at Southwind. Um, and when he does gain strokes putting, it's not just negligible, it's over a whole stroke putting. So I'm hoping that he catches one of those weeks. Because if he does and he maintains his ball striking figures, I can't see anyone getting near him. And that might be an overstatement given the strength of the field. But I just think he's he's been knocking on the door and I could really see him go in. Um, and he's got excellent long irons. You know how how good he is at absolutely pure in the ball. Um, he scores really, really well on those longer par threes. Um, I think he's about top 10 in this field. It's just, it's a teeter green dream, isn't it? If you play well here. So 30 to one, I will absolutely have some of that. Um, my second, also 30 to one. I took him at 28s, actually. He's a rare example of my picks kind of back them. He's now 30s um, and it's Matt Fitzpatrick. And I think this is the first time I've ever put up Matt Fitzpatrick. But I cannot look beyond the combination of course and recent form. Um, he's had five visits here. He's finished 10th, 9th, 2nd, miscut and 13th. Um, and he's never come in in better form. He's not played Lords recently, but the times he has, he's come 10th and 6th. And I think just the combination of those two things, combined with the fact that we know that Matt Fitzpatrick is not the longest hitter in the world. So because of that, he has to be good with those mid to long irons. And we know how well he hits them. I don't think it's a coincidence that his figures for long irons are really good. And he plays really well here. Um, we know he was close um, last year for a while, wasn't he, before he fell away um, on Bryson's. Obviously, he came second day, pretty unlucky, a couple of years further back. Yes, it's a bit skinny, um, considering you've got the likes of Hideki at 25, but I just like him, and I've got a feeling that he might go really well. So, Matt Fitz is my second pick of the week. Um, my third, at a very similar price, I didn't want to put up three at about 30 to one, but I just couldn't figure out which one to drop, um, and it's Sungjae. Um, I've put up Sungjae a couple of times this year, or maybe once this year, and he let me down um, just a little bit. But his Tita Green figures have been excellent for a long time. Um, he's come, he played this course three times and come third twice. Um, so again, course form, his recent form is not as good. He had a sixth, didn't he, a couple of starts ago. Miscut at Honda was a surprise. But I think, to be honest, we've probably got that miscut to thank for getting the price that we have with his recent, with his course form. I think if he'd, I don't know, placed at Honda, we'd be looking at a price more like 20 to 1, just in between Hovland and Matsuyama. Um, and Sungjae M plays well in Florida. There's no denying that. He's got an excellent long game. His putter needs to get going because it was horrific at the Honda. He had an absolute aberration on, a, on 18, I think, maybe on, on Saturday or Sunday. He missed a couple of short ones. But I think he's comfortable here. I like Sungjae M and I'm determined to be on for his next win because he's a golfer I've never made much money off. I'm convinced I can call him in the right places. So Sungjae, um, my third. Um, number four is Paul Casey. Um, it's very much an on-brand card for me this week. Um, Paul Casey was excellent um, at Riviera when he played. I couldn't believe how good he was. Um, it's his first time out with a with a, a new caddy, a temporary caddy, because um, Johnny Longsocks is having a, a bit of a leave of absence, I think. I don't know whether that's a permanent thing, but I was a little bit worried whether he was going to be hit the ground running, because you know how much I like to back Paul Casey, especially at the players, um, mm. where I hope that we visit him. Um, even though he's not played much, his numbers are great. He, he plays well here. Um, I just... 
I, I quite like him at the price. I think the field's odd because it drops off significantly after Casey, and you go straight from Casey to, with no disrespect, Keith Mitchell and Billy Horschel. So he's much better player than those. And because he's maybe not had as many starts, the bookies haven't quite shortened him enough. Um, but I think he's a really good bet for a place, and I'm hoping he can go even better um, and win here. And then we go completely to the other end. Um, I've got two bombs for you. The first of which is Taylor Pendrith. I almost put Taylor Pendrith up last week and I didn't. Um, I'm glad I did. I didn't because he came about 20th in the end. Mm. But I think he's, Pendrith is developing kind of a, a sneaky, all right sort of record recently. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah, he is. Yeah. Not breaking down many doors. He's on like a 16th or 25th. But when I've been following him quite closely because I really like him as a golfer. And when you look at him within those tournaments, he looks like he's going to do something. And there's there's the few of mistakes, but I mean, it's his rookie year. There's bound to be happening. And I think on a really long golf course, he is absolutely prodigious off the tee. Um, and he's not far away from Cam Young, who I talked a lot about last week. Um, and his tee to green game is good. He hits greens and his approach player has been improving lately. So he's 175 to one. Um, I'm absolutely willing to pay the price because I think he's a much better golfer than some other golfers in that price range. Um, it is a bit of a punt because he's never played the course before, but he could make some of those longer holes look very simple um, if things fall his way. Um, and my final one this week is, I didn't know whether to put him up or not, but I kind of just had to. It's like going back to the Valspar or the, uh, I can't remember what, the other tournament in, uh, the one in Texas where he played well, Patton Kaziah. Um, I'd, Patton Kaziah has never really played well at Bay Hill. Um, his recent form isn't very good, so naturally I'm going to put him up. Um, he's not even very good at those longer par threes, but he has been hitting the ball well. I've been seeing signs. I love Patton Kaziah. Um, I kind of follow him since I was on uh, for a couple of his wins not so long ago. Um, and he's been inconsistent with his irons. But as a rule, if I was to ask you where he would be in terms of ball striking in the last three months, you wouldn't tell me that his irons have been the sixth best in this field. No, I wouldn't. No. Top 20 in this field. And he's 150 to one. Um, I think sometimes he's underappreciated because his around the green game isn't great. Um, and his putter can be really streaky, but can be really cold. So you're kind of just hoping to catch him on one of those good weeks, but he's not a great, great course fit. But those figures, sometimes you just can't avoid having a punt when if I was to completely do this anonymously, get rid of the names, he would be way higher in the odds. But he's called Patton Kaziah, so he's not. Um, but he's another one like Kirk, who has been and has placed for me relatively often in the past. So Patton Kaziah, 150 or one to round off my card. Okay, thanks, Matt. That's a that's a nice diverse card. There's some good long price bombs there, as you say, and then some uh, some more, um, um, I guess you'd say, quality sort of aspect of players. Yeah, Matt's pick Patrick's an interesting one for me. I, I I can't take that. He's he's one of those golfers I can't take. I just can't take. I can't take him. Uh, he he doesn't win uh, enough for me. Any any, uh, I, I I've seen him. Rob defeat from the jaws of victory a couple of times, you know. <laughs> I absolutely um, agree with you, Craig. And I'll be honest, I'm not. I've never done it before, but I'm taking a leap of faith with Matty Fitz this week. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. And, you know, you could be. We could be talking next week, and and I could be um, bowing to your knowledge. So let's see. Um, all right, my picks uh, are. Um, the, the, I'll tell you the the one that I 
really struggled with, and I've, I've decided now. Um, I, I really arm wrestled between um, Sam Burns and Gary Woodland, and I uh, because I'm looking for golfers, as we alluded to earlier in the in the show. I'm looking for well, we're both looking for golfers who've got good long iron games and, and can get it out across the water and and uh, and make up you know make those par fives uh, into potential um, birdie or eagle opportunities. And both these players can do that. But I've fallen on the side of Gary Woodland because of his because of his display last week. Um, it was a very very challenging course. Uh, he played it very well to finish fifth. Uh, I think um, I'm going to stick with him. I told everyone last week that I thought that he was, you know, I think he's got the ability and and what wasn't a particularly strong field, and he did well. This isn't a particularly strong field either. There's a couple more quality players. But I, it, it suits it suits Gary Woodland again. This course it's long. It requires long uh, long driving, long uh, long irons. Um, he's comfortable with that. He, he looked good. A swing starting to look good. I'm going to go back to Gary Woodland. He was good for me. You know, coming to me into the places last last week at fifty to one. With with Bryson DeChambeau's uh, withdrawal, he's nudged in a little, but he was fifty to one. Now he's forty five to one uh, with Star Sports. So I'm going to. I'm going to go Gary Woodland for my first pick just because of his form uh, and because uh, it, it, this is the sort of course I think that will play to Gary Woodland's strengths and I think he's on an upward trend. So let's see. Um, my next pick is Sahith Sagala at 100-1 to 1 with Star Sport. I like this kid. Uh, I said to you, as I say, at the, at the Phoenix Open, I was... I'd watched him a couple of weeks earlier and thought, oh, there's something about this guy and uh, I... I have no course form to go on with this guy at all. Uh, this is a real shot in the dark, but I think there's something about the gala and I think he likes uh, what was really, really impressed me um, at Phoenix was uh, his shots from distance and his, and his ball striking with iron was, was irons was absolutely brilliant. And I was really impressed with his putting as well. So I'm going to go back to say the gala at a hundred to one um, because I think if he gets a, this could either go really well for me or really really badly he could go end up fishing for balls all all for the, you know Thursday Friday and be out the back door before the weekend but I'm gonna pay to find out uh, and I'm gonna have a little go on Sahitha Gala because I just rate 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 him in fact that's the the, the theme of 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 my three picks of a kind of a longer price, these are all kids I think have got something about them. And the next is this um, this next guy, um, Lee Hodges. I I really I've been really impressed with this guy, Lee Hodges. He's my new Tom Hoagie, Matt. I think I've found <laughs> my new Tom Hoagie. You know, I like um, he. I think I've found the new guy that I think the market doesn't know how good he is, but I think this guy is quality. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, there's something, A, he's got a good game. He's been in and around the, uh, the leaderboard. He, he came close a few, about, uh, about a month ago. I can't remember the tournament, but he was, he was right in the driver's seat uh, on the Sunday uh, and fighting for the win. Didn't quite get it done, but, but he lost no castle in defeat. Same again uh, uh, here on Sunday. He was uh, wasn't in the in the contention of the lead, but he was around and about. Played very very well um, at a very very tough course, course at Honda National. Um, uh, sorry, at PGA National. I like this kid. He's got something about him. I like the cut of his jib, as they say. And I and I just 
I'm going to go with this uh, this Lee Hodges to carry on the good work from last week. Uh, you know, an excellent performance last week, and he's 125 to one this week. I think that's great money, and I'll take that all day long for this kid because. Mark my words, I think I've found my new, as I say, my new young gun that I think will will come or pop up at a big number. This could will pop up at a big number, um, but it's whether the market catches up to him before I do. So, uh, and my last one is talking about European players and overseas players. You know, I love a European, Matt. Um, I'm going to go um, Nikolai Hojgaard uh, this week at 125 to 1 with Star Sports. Why have I gone this guy? Because he hits it a mile. He's uh, 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 He's got no course form to speak of. It could be a disaster. But I think that this guy has... The, the long irons hold no fear for Hodegaard. Um, he's a very, very talented player. Him and his brother are both very good. He's, he's notched up a few wins in Europe already. Uh, this field is... You know, gettable. Uh, it's not, you know, okay, there's John Rahm and Roy McElroy and Matsuyama and Scheffler and all that. But uh, I like Nicholas, uh, this guy, Nikolai Hodgard. Um, it's a bit of a speculator. I, you know, of the Gala Hodges and Hodgard all are. But I like the value in, in all of these guys. And I, and I, and I don't think they'll, I don't think this course will hold. It's tough for everyone, this course. It's a tough course. But I don't think it'll hold any fear for these guys. And uh, if they get away to a good start, who knows what happens. So those are my four picks this week. Yeah, I think Hoygaard's really interesting. Um, I, I want to watch a bit more of him, I think, before I back him. But imagine coming over at the PGA Tour for the first time and thinking, do you know what two events I want to play? The Honda and Bay Hill. Yeah. It's, hardly a, it's hardly an easy ride in, is it? It's no. It's a yeah. final for the lad. Um, I yeah. hope he does well. Though. He's played some beautiful stuff on the Euro Tour, hasn't he? He has played some beautiful stuff in the Euro Tour, and as and as we've seen in the past, Matt, the Euro Tour and the PGA Tour are two different tours. Less uh, like a you know um, uh, you know an insane asylum and a, and a, and a holiday in the five star horror resort in terms of toughness. Um, you know the European Tour is 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 pretty simple for a lot of these golfers. This is a whole different prospect, and and for. More often than not, these golfers have struggled when they've come over here. So I'm I'm having a little bit of a punt on 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 on, on Hoygaard. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just think why not? Let's have, let's see how good this kid is. Um, as I say, that would be my least likely of my four. I do like this kid Hodges, though. Keep an eye on this kid. I think there's something about him. And um, yeah, and so uh, I I think it's going to be a, 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 another good tournament. I'm really interested to see how Rory McIlroy and and Ram go. At the top of the market because as you said matt at the start of the show these guys should stamp all over this field do you know i mean yeah they they should buy rights especially i mean rory with his uh, with his course form and it's almost like the old guard against the the new isn't it and it's it hard is it is a bit like that yeah. especially in mcelroy are, are old fellas but yeah. it's very much you look at the ram mcelroy maybe matsuyama versus scheffler hovland and zalatoris at the top mm. of the market Mm. Um, Sung James only about 22, 23 as well, isn't he? So, yeah, I think it's it's fascinating. Um, yeah, looking yeah. forward to watching it as well. I always quite like watching Bay Hill. Yeah, I like Bay Hill. I love that. Um, I love that. Which is the whole a hole where you got to drive? You got to try and drive the water to the Bryson did it last year. Was it the seventeenth or the sixteenth? Sixteenth? Um, uh, I can't remember. It's the, the par four. It's... Anyway, yeah, there's a long. It's a par four. You can go around the lake, or you uh, or you can go across the water. And uh, and and Deschambeau went across the water and and just just about got to the edge of the green, which was quite remarkable last year. So it'll be interesting to see if any of these young guns. Because some of these kids can hit it a mile, 
and can hit it just about as far as Deschambeau. So it'll be interesting to see if any of them step up and go, all right, let's let's have a go and try and drive that green across that water. Perhaps. Uh-huh. It might be as long. I'm not sure they're as narcissistic, but we'll have to wait and see, eh? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do us for this week. Uh, well done, as I say, last week to you and to me, um, both getting a place. So, you know, uh, you've had a couple of winners uh, on the trot and then uh, and uh, and then a place or a couple of places lately. So you've done well. Uh, it's nice for me to get a place. So, yep, that's good. We're, we're very happy. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you're enjoying it. And um, perhaps what we'll do, Matt, uh, after this one is uh, we've got, you know, obviously the players and the masters coming up. So we might just have a bit of a, a chin wag about that next week. Always happy to talk to Masters, definitely. Good luck for the week, Matt. You too, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye.